Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello. Hey. Wow, that was the loudest one I've done in a while. That was pretty good. That's gonna that's gonna blow some speaker systems. Oh, it is good to be back, everybody. It's great. Yeah. We are starting a cult this beautiful Friday in May of 2021. It's true. Here we are. It's Grant up Jake, and that's the show. It is today. We are going to do a topic that. Funny enough, looking I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Looking back on it, this should have been an early topic because it's something we refer to thousands of it's times. It's so broad. Yeah, we talk, we bring them up almost every episode. They, I'd we argue. We really do. I would argue. Um, but yeah, it this is it's a fun ride, mostly because it, you just don't know what's happening. Okay, you just don't. You really don't. Um, I want to say this. This goes. This goes for anything, okay? And this is... I, I hate to admit this. This is exactly what they say on the podcast, Astonishing Legends, but I feel as if we need to mention it here. What? What? I, I find it to be some of the most beautiful wordplay in the universe. And essentially how it goes is that everything we talk about in this show, and this goes back every episode we've done, every episode we will do. Yeah, what is this? Episode one ten or some shit. I think it is. Yeah, I Dang. think it is one ten, or maybe one eleven. I don't know. Nice. I'll find out when it's time to post it. And I Either look way. at the numbers. Yeah, but on Astonishing Legends, they always say that you know it's you have to believe what you believe, and if you choose to not believe these stories, that's totally fine. Like that is that's your prerogative. That's your reality, and it, it'll stay that way. It's really up to you. But if you believe. Any of you know these stories, or even all of these stories, then it's about to get real interesting. It's about to get real weird because you'll you'll hear some things that you're going to question and be like, "What? I don't understand that." And the reason why it's going to be so ambiguous and creepy and weird is because we're talking about the Men in Black. That we are not the Will Smith movie. That we are the Men in Black. Men in Black. Only to remember. I don't. Tommy Lee Jones. Do you, do you think Tommy Lee Jones made those, like, what was it, Japanese commercials before or after 
That's yeah. a good question. Because I think those Japanese commercials one, are iconic. I have to say, I know that there's a lot of conspiracy people out there that don't like those movies, specifically because they think that it laughs in the face of the real-life situation. Kind of lottie does the whole thing. I, for one, I think those movies are fantastic. I think the Men in Black series is hilarious. When I say the series, I mean the Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones, Men in Black. I'm not talking about the remake or the spinoff or whatever the hell it is. I haven't seen it. And I, I don't probably know what won't. happened there after after they didn't sign the contract. But I'll tell you, like those movies, they are just a good time. Like they are fun. No, they are. They're fun. <laughs> they but got I could see can... why the like you know the uh, conspiracists, conspiracy theorists don't Anything really like it. Thing you want now. In order to talk about the Men in Black, there's a couple couple little things you got to keep in mind. First and foremost, I didn't know this until doing some research, uh, and I found it quite intriguing. One of the earliest reports of Men in Black was in the 1950s. That's early. That's yeah. old. That is old. And the it really became popular with this guy Albert Bender who we'll talk about here in a moment. Oh yeah, I got the story. He's the he's kind of the big dog that brought this all to light. And funny enough is previous to him, one of the encounters was not that strange at all. It was more just your everyday run of the mill. This guy encountered two agents in black suits and ties who talked to him. Whatever. Interesting That's story. Fine. And then as time goes on, the men in black become weirder and weirder and arguably maybe not even human. It it gets pretty crazy. Yeah. So as the story goes on. Yeah, so why don't we just we'll just jump right in and we could start talking about Albert Bender because he not only does he have a good name, he has some good stories. It's an unforgettable name, Futurama. Oh, absolutely. You know, come on. Bender Bending Rodriguez. What a great name. I forgot that was his middle name. <laughs> yeah. Bender Bending. But no, no. All right. So, The Men in Black, right? Let's, we let's dive are in. The Men in Black. black. The Men in Black. Uh, they're arguably the most. Yeah. <laughs> they're arguably the most widely known characters in the vein of UFOs, right? Oh, Would yeah. Would you agree? I, well, I might put them second to aliens, but. Yeah, Only but who because... the fuck knows what that is? Yeah, yeah, no, I, you I know? get what you're saying. Yeah. I would agree. I it's largely agree. due to the multiple movies with Tommy Lee Jones, Will Smith, all that shit. Mm -hmm. uh, but the men in black are depicted in these films. However, uh, they are far from what the real life uh, men in black have been reported to be. The real men in black have uh, made a reputation they for actually themselves. They beige. Yeah. They don't wear black at all. In some cases, we'll get to that. But uh, they've made a reputation for themselves far more frightening, surreal, dangerous, and just generally unnerving. Oh, yes they do. Super weird guys, these men in black. Yes they do. But the origin of the men in black, as Graham mentioned earlier, uh, begins in the mid-1940s with a timekeeper at the Acme Shear Company named Albert Bender. A timekeeper? All he does is worry about what time it is. That's all he. That was his job. What time? It was very will important. I be there? Very important. You think timekeepers are punctual? Like they have to be. No, but I mean, like in their day to day life. Like obviously, in the nine to five work world, they're very punctual. Cause so that's afterward, what they have to do. if it's like, oh, we're hanging out with Albert tonight, 
he just shows up three hours late to take the edge off. Yeah, it's of like work. well, like I know me personally, I'm I'm always late. Like no matter how much I, I try, I'm always late. It's not even intentional. It's just something. Something in my body is like, oh, you said you'll be there at four. How about make it four o three? You just don't get it, do like, you, Grant? I, I don't know what. You got to do is. stuff earlier. Um, most of the people in my life are like that. We're just we're not meant to be on time. It's just not something I'm accustomed. No, it's to. very true. But it makes you wonder if people who are, I mean, timekeeping. I feel like that's a job of the past. Definitely, with what with clocks, but you know, like the idea of a timekeeper. You think they care as much? You know, let me put it into perspective here. Like a, a customer service, right? You have to put on a good voice and a happy voice, and you have to be playful. In but when you're outside of the job, most of the time you're like, I fucking hate my job, or I talked to this idiot today. You got something negative to say. Even while you're in the job, the moment like the customer leaves, you're like, fuck that guy. Yeah, so like, do you guy. think a timekeeper like really Did cares? you hear what he said to me? He said, good day. I think what kind of idiot says that to me right now? If any of you guys out there know of any timekeepers or ex-timekeepers, get us in contact because I would love to talk to a timekeeper and kind of just pick their brain <laughs> about what it, it means. Would just be a blast from the past, man. I just want to know what it means to do that job, so I wanted I want to talk to him. Yeah, let me know. But this was the perfect job for Bender because he suffered from OCD quite uh, severely. Oh, he was punctual. OCD, for sure. yeah. Uh, he was mostly surrounding time and clocks, right? This OCD he had. Uh, he lived in an attic uh, wherein he had 20 chiming clocks that would all go off at the same time every 15 minutes. And I guess this was like soothing to him in some way. But Albert also liked to have fun when he, was, uh, when he wasn't on the job, so you were right. He, well, he definitely you know, he's didn't have guests take the load coming off. over. Are you shitting me? He has guests. I doubt it. He's going to have guests. They're all from the Acme Shear Company, but he has guests. But uh, So Albert, he liked to have fun when he was off the job. In his house, uh, which he shared with his stepfather, he lived in the attic, his stepfather kind of had reign of the rest of the house. Like a Fonzie situation. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, Albert would paint depictions of monsters, demons, and ghosts all over the walls. That's cool. Isn't that fun? That is cool. I mean, people look at that and they think it's weird. I think it's it's really interesting. Cause it's a very unique type of person. You gotta He's an know. Artist. You gotta know what's out there, you know. And how do you know what's out there if you've never seen people's representations? <laughs> if I haven't of painted that? something, it doesn't exist. So I like that. I I bet you somewhere those paintings exist somewhere in some form. I hope they didn't just paint over them or something. Oh, even if they did, they're still there somewhere, unless the building was torn down, which I'm completely unaware of. I don't know. The molecules of the paint exist. Yeah, that they do. You cannot destroy matter, people. Yep. It exists. No, it's impossible. But anyway, uh, so yeah, they, he painted monsters, demons, and ghosts all over the walls. Uh, he also had a borderline obsession with sci-fi movies and stories, right? So he decorated his room, which was the attic, uh, to basically be like a haunted house for his friends when they'd come over. It's funny because the second you said that, any skeptical person listening to the show just got like a huge boner. They're like, <laughs> what? He likes weird things and sci-fi? Of course this is all made up. See, this, this guy, I'd like to think he'd listen to the show. I think he would. You know, this is. It seems it like seemed, right he up seems his like alley. a fun guy. We talk about timekeeping. We talk about everything he <laughs> likes. We talk about. We got it all. That's our biggest topic is timekeeping. But uh, yeah, so he decorated it uh, to look like a haunted house for his friends when they'd come over. But really, like I said, it 
You were kind of right. He doesn't really have friends, but he would invite people over from well, the, yeah, the company, got... and they'd be like, yeah, I mean, you're the timekeeper. You're in charge of my pay, you know? I'll tell you this. Like, when I go to my grandma's house, she's got one of those clocks that chimes, like, every hour. Yeah. And even that gets a little frustrating sometimes. I'm like, I'm just trying to, like, enjoy the show, and this bird is chirping in my ear every 15 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, it's like, all right, let's, let's pause. Uh, it's going to go on for a while. It's 12. You can't watch like, a Jesus. talkie with this guy because it's just going to be chirping every 15 yeah. fucking minutes. No, yeah, it's it's infuriating. I would hate to be up there. But uh, he apparently, like, you know, with the, the haunted theme, he would have, like, rubber spiders and, like, rats and shit that he would like put on the on the wall attached to strings and when people would walk through the door he'd like drop them to freak them out he yeah. was a he was a prankster see that's you know, like, he was a little he was a little trickster god that's the kind of thing that like one in every five thousand people find funny and the other <laughs> four thousand nine hundred ninety nine are just like i never want to hang out with this guy again honestly it's a good weed out system if he's trying to make friends I guess. You know what I mean? And he constantly had this like record of uh, like Halloween sound effects from back in the day, like That's with cool. screaming evil laughs, like thunder and shit. I actually own a couple of those CDs, and I, I've never... <laughs> they only get played on Halloween, but they're the perfect No, yeah, thing. they're like to be played on your porch as you're handing out candy or some shit. I like track three, Rattling Chains. Rattling That's Chains. That's my favorite. <laughs> it's just, it's just like wind going through a brick window and chains that's it's, all you need it's yeah those are they're amb- ambiantic i don't think that's a ambiantic. word ambiantic <laughs> i made that a word if it isn't a word it should be it coined here they, it's very ambiantic you yeah. know <laughs> so bender called his attic his chamber of horrors right so this is a good characterization of the guy he's that's just horrors a, with he's a fu- he's got a good Not job a He's a cool guy. Chamber of Horrors. Yeah. Not Chamber of Whores. Yeah, of not horror. the Danny DeVito Whores, but horror. Chamber of Horrors. But anyway, so yeah, that's kind of Bender in a nutshell. Uh, his interest in UFOs and the paranormal kind of began like full-fledged. Like he was he was looking into this shit like, like it was his fucking job. It began in 1946 following the mysterious disappearance of Flight 19 over the Bermuda Triangle. Oh. Right? So that was like a year and a half before like UFOs became a huge thing. So he was like kind of ahead of the game in that sense. Uh, basically, all of his spare time from that point on was dedicated to researching these topics. Uh, it became like such a large part of his life that by 1950, which is just four years later, uh, he decided to establish one of the first ever UFO networks with some friends of his. Okay. Okay. It was. Uh, the network was called the International Flying Saucer Bureau, the IFSB. Isn't that fun? It Isn't is, that just fun? It's okay. That's, that's it's like, okay. That would just be kind of like us getting together and say, like, let's start an LLC, call it something. Which is what that's we're doing. That's kind of what so. we're doing. <laughs> we're starting a cult. This guy's starting his own cult. I, I am fully behind this guy. No, absolutely. I mean, I'm not against him. I think he's. I would love if I'm. I would just this. If I could go back in time, I can't even speak. That's how happy I am. <laughs> I am so excited about. If what I I'm could about go back in time, I would 100 percent try to get involved in this guy's day to day. Of course. Uh, I would. I would. I would do anything it takes to become this man's friend. I really would, because you know he's got some interesting stories to tell. Oh, of course, and he's in it for the long game. Because after like they decided to do this. The uh, International Flying Saucer Bureau, the IFSB, it took about like two years for it to really actually get up off the ground and like officially start. 
Uh, it was finally when when it got off the ground. It was widely due to their uh, their publication that they started putting out called Space Review. Okay, okay. They put out just a space magazine. Uh, so that's cool. So this was great. The network was established. The uh, the magazine was doing well. Uh, what could go wrong? Okay. Well, a few. Here's months, where yeah. something goes wrong. <laughs> well, if that silence wasn't enough to tell yeah, you, yeah, here it comes. That pregnant pause has given birth to tragedy. Um, ooh, I like that. Thank that you. Good. That was. Oh, that was good. Thank you. Coin that. I shit. thought of that a couple weeks ago. I've been waiting to put it somewhere. Someone clip that and put it somewhere. That's, <laughs> That's my new ringtone. But uh, all right. So what was it? Yeah. I didn't actually find my place. Actually, I, I re- I'm glad that that joke stuck because uh, I lost everything. Oh, God, I'm floundering. <laughs> my no. computer actually Yeah, what frogged. could go wrong? Well, a few months into the success of the uh, network, Bender began receiving strange phone calls, right? Uh, sometimes upon picking up the phone, there would just be nothing but silence on the other end. And this, like, freaked him the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, that's weird. You know, back then, like, now it's just kind of like, oh, it's someone trying to steal my life or it's just silence and now it's just kind of like oh we're we're kind of callous to that but back then people didn't just call and not say anything like that was fucked up so he got real like freaked out about this you know what i find even stranger i'm bringing this back to modern times and away from albert bender for a moment yeah it's fine i've been getting these calls right and you know how like they used to be robots like no they're actual people now no no, no but i've been getting some that openly tell me they're robots it's like Hello, Grant. This is Nathan. I'm an intelligent AI. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Why are you I now you reside me? in the documents file of your phone. Why are you calling me, robot? Like, what are you talking? I never listened to what they have to say because I don't you care. Did you dial this number? No, that that's terrifying. But, uh, so, yeah, he would get all this silence. In other, in other cases, like, aside from Bender, a lot of people get these phone calls. This is, like, one of the tropes of the Men in Black before they show up is all these weird phone calls. And he got silenced, but, like, other people, like, all throughout, you know, the stories of the Men in Black, they would sometimes hear, like, high-pitched metallic noises, like, ringing incessantly. Or, like, just a, like, disconcerted voice speaking, like, gibberish. Just, like, saying random things. I'm the Dow is up. He's it's going, like, what are you talking about? He's going to perform surgery on your enlarged kidneys. Oh my god! <laughs> Something like that. that <laughs> See, very saying? concerning phone calls these people are receiving. But Bender, he just got silenced, and he was freaked out enough by that. Uh, it was Fair shortly enough. after these phone calls began uh, that uh, that Bender began feeling like he was being followed and watched. Right. Uh, one night after seeing a sci-fi movie in theaters, because that was his thing, he was a sci-fi guy, uh, he returned to his home to find, a pun- to find like the pungent scent of sulfur permeating the air. All right? And then he goes in. There's no lights on, because, you know, you got to conserve. Is that like when that reporter said that... <laughs> I, this, I swear to God, this was on, like, national news. When Barack Obama was in office, some reporter was like, he smelled of sulfur. I thought that was Alex Jones, wasn't it? Was it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was Alex Jones. He's like, he smelled of sulfur. I just remember because Obama like <laughs> yeah, brought that up. That was not a reporter. That was Alex well, Jones. He's, he's a reporter. Just because he's not good at his job. That's I mean, amazing. we're reporters by that definition. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I just so remember, stupid. I remember seeing like a conference where Obama was like talking about it, and he was like. 
I don't think I smell like sulfur. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> what a crazy... Like the pits of hell. What a like, crazy, crazy thing for a president to have to talk about. He, like, addressed it. He didn't need to do that. It's hilarious that he did, but... Uh, anyway, his house smelled like sulfur, okay? Uh, it was pungent. It was permeating the air. Well, his, his stepdad was making hard-boiled eggs. That may have been the case. That. Boiling some socks, like, in holes. Who mm-hmm. knows? Oh, I forgot about that. That's a good movie. It is a good movie. That's Everyone should watch Holes after they listen to this episode. That's a good movie. Shia LaBeouf. Um, so, yeah. So he opened the door after smelling this sulfur. And, you know, the lights were out. But what does he fucking see in his house? Uh, he, he, he finds that there's this small light. Like an orb. Like a bright light moving around in the dark. And then he turns on the light. What do you know? It's gone. It Ooh. fucking disappears. Spooky. It's not good. But, uh, so yeah, he turned it on, it vanished, and Bender immediately went over to his large catalog of paranormal research, and, uh, thanks to his OCD, he knew for a fact that someone had been rifling through his shit. He was like, this was not at this angle, this file was not here, it was like one back or some shit. He knew exactly how everything should be, and it was not how it should have been. See, I kind of know that in my room, in places that I go regularly, but that's just because I'm lazy and I'm very aware of where things are. I'm like, all right, I'm no, it's I, like, yeah, if I'm... I put this right here, it'll be here when I need it, you know? <laughs> but then someone puts it where it should be. You're like, where the fuck is it? No, and then I freak yeah, out. Yeah, it's like I'm jackets like... and stuff. Like, why isn't it on the ground? Yeah, I don't... Why is it in the closet? So you want me to do what now? You want me to organize? <laughs> no. I would never do that. You know Albert Bender was not... He was a rare breed because he was a weirdo and he was organized. Like, that's crazy, you know? That's lethal. That's dangerous. That is a wacky combination. To the people who are hiding shit. Oh. We'll get into it. That's a good point. Yeah. So this was just the beginning, all right? For the next year, Bender would smell sulfur wherever he went. And he also experienced frequent, like, poltergeist activity. He uh, noticed that people were, like, following him, men in strange black suits. He also had piercing headaches all year. It was insane. He would even like... So so all these people were like stalking him. So it started like just far away on the street, you know, like in restaurants. You'd notice these like men in black suits just kind of staring at him. And then he would kind of look away, look back, they'd be gone. But one of the like creepiest stories of Bender's accounts of like this specifically, he was in a movie theater and he looked over to the end of the row and there was just a man in black just crouching and looking over, like, the, the fucking handle of the seat. That's and his funny. eyes were glowing. All of the guys he saw, all their eyes glowed. That's or just glue. Fun. Is it glue or glowed? glowed? I think it's glowed. It's glowed. Glue sounds better. Glued or glue? No, I don't think that's a word besides, like, the adhesive. It's like goose, geese, moose, meese. Everything's fucking stupid. Nothing meese? makes sense. I'm almost certain that meese is not a word. Yeah, I know. I'm but it should be. But now, Why is geese a word? But I don't know because octopuses is now an accepted word in place of octopi. Language means nothing. As long as people know what you're saying, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, the English language is a joke. And anybody out there, let me put it to you this way. I, 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 okay, it's not in definition, but I studied English for four years in college. And let me tell you the biggest lesson there is about English. Anyone that's going to try to teach you grammar, they know nothing about English. Because grammar means nothing anymore. Nothing. No. Everything's it kind of, it's kind of just a free-for-all. 
I can say... It's a linguistic free-for-all English. It don't mean nothing, right? I could say that. That is a horrible, horrible grammatical error. But... I always hated when people said, ain't, ain't a word. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, but I know what you mean by that, huh? Yeah. Is it that weird, huh? Ain't ain't a word, you dumbass. Like, you just said (laughs) it twice. Fuck yourself. Get out of here. You're a lying (laughs) sack of poop. Anyway, so all this crazy shit was happening. He smelled sulfur. He had headaches. He was being stalked. He was seeing all these shit, this, these men just stalking him. But uh, one day, the strange men came to Bender's door. Three of them, exactly. Come and knock on uh, our door. Come and knock on my door. We'll be waiting for you. Men in black. All right. I don't know any, any more of <laughs> that. I didn't even know the we'll be waiting for you part. But uh, So all of them were wearing black suits. Right oh. and Hamburg hats, which are just fedoras. How lame! They're, they're basically all... just fedoras. No one. If I okay, let me tell you this: if I was a cop or any sort of person that works in pairs, you know, like you have an assigned pair that this is who you're working with all the time, I would try to at least make some type of outfit coordination work. Because I wouldn't want to be the. I don't want to show up wearing the same thing. You oh know? yeah, of course. There's always liberties within the uh, like maybe uniform a slightly world. more loosened tie, maybe a different color handkerchief. Exactly, like you, you know, maybe when, you have a scar under your eye. That, when you that come leads rolling to up together, identical. Uh uh-uh, uh, it's weird. It's weird. Exactly it's weird. the same. They look exactly the same. And upon opening the door, ooh, ooh. Uh, do you happen to know what these guys' names were? Because it, that's do you know funnier. what their names were? I do. What were their names? I didn't get that. That is the funniest part of the story. Is it Glop and Glip Galore or some shit? It's what is nine it? nine and eleven, and I'm not kidding. That is how they identify uh, themselves. One <laughs> of them was nine, and the other one was eleven. <laughs> agent that's, nine and agent eleven. So, I shit you not. That's like, so alarming. I <laughs> shit you not. crazy. And I think what's even crazier is ten didn't show up, so like they had that gap, you know, like... It's nine and eleven, and but there were three come, of them. That would well, the only two that at least gave names were nine and eleven. So we can infer <laughs> that perhaps ten That's was crazy. the third. But uh, yeah, he could have been. 14. He could have been any number of numbers aside from nine and eleven. He was two thousand and one. Oh God. <laughs> oh, that was well, that was bad. I'm sorry. No, everyone oh. was thinking it. Don't worry. Oh, but uh, <laughs> it's been twenty years. But, uh, yeah, so uh, what did he say? Right upon opening the door, when these three men in black suits and Hamburg hats uh, showed up at his door, upon opening the door, Bender claimed that they immediately spoke to him telepathically. Just, <laughs> not just even a Not even like, hello. Can you, but it was like, just, just immediate telepathy. I know you guys can't get facial expressions over a podcast, but like, I'm going to make it noise, and I think you'll have an idea of what it's going to look like, Okay. So I'm just picturing this guy opens the door and these men are just standing there and without words they just look like, <laughs> just like, just like <laughs> very strained. Like they're shitting but posing for a picture at the same time. Like it's one of those. That's yeah. what I imagine telepathy is. Like you have to focus on it. Well, he didn't know exactly what was happening immediately. He was just kind of confused, like uh, uh, just hearing stuff in his his fucking head just like staring at these guys but yeah so they expressed that they were aware of his interests in the unidentified and paranormal and alluded to hey, uh this uh, albert <laughs> we're into weird shit too man he's like you guys want to be friends <laughs> no they were very heavy-handed in saying that uh it was very dangerous for his well-being to uh continue 
And uh, they they left with a general fucking quit it. You Pretty know? much. They, they like, basically just like quit doing that. Cut it out, bro. Stop what you're doing. That's enough. Uh, the three men then confiscated every copy of the space review that they could find at Bender's house uh, before disappearing into a cloud of yellowish fog giving off the scent of sulfur. So isn't that just crazy? That's weird. It's not normal, I I'd can't say. say and, I mean, I've answered the door for a lot of weird people in my life, and I can honestly say I've never once not only been, like, uncomfortable, I've never been threatened by these people, and I've, they've never left a, a, a hellish scent. They've never, <laughs> never vanished in a piss mist from down below? No, that, That's crazy. That one specifically, I can't say, has ever happened. Yeah, that last part is, yeah. But uh, pretty much Bender wasn't taking any chances after this. The final issue of Space Review was later released uh, by Bender, announcing that the it was the end of the publication, uh, including a vague reasoning due to the higher powers regarding the subject, telling him basically, yeah, it's very dangerous. And he warned all of those investigating UFOs uh, to the, and paranormal to tread lightly. Okay. Because he was basically just like, you know what? I'm not going to say what happened. I'm just going to say that this is over. That's fair. Yeah. I Well, I mean, it's easy for me to sit here and be like, well, that wouldn't have been that intimidating. I'll tell you this. I, I know who I'm I am. I'm intimidated by everybody. I know who I am, and I'm not particularly easily intimidated, but if people are disappearing after speaking telepathically to me, I will have some concern, and I might actually If there's listen. any combination of anything that I just described happening, I'm going to freak the fuck out. I'm definitely going to check myself into a hospital. I'm going to take their advice. Yeah, whatever, the telepathy part especially, it's like, uh, I, need, I need to be somewhere else. Whatever these people say to me, I will do. And I mean, I hate to say, I'm not like I'm saying, I'm not uh, easily swayed, but if that happened, I will obey whatever they want. Hey, because. Man. That's okay. Bender was kind of swayed. Bender was swayed, but his colleague, uh, fucking Gary Barker, went, Gary went all. That would be even better. But no, Gary Barker, or no, it was Gray, not Gary. Gray Barker. Uh, he went all in on this story. Barker's like not Bender's story. Barker published in a 1956 uh, book called "They Knew Too Much About Flying Saucers." Okay, which is a bit on the nose for a title. Uh, wherein he d- includes Bender's account with uh, these three men, and uh, actually, he actually coined the phrase "men in black" in this book, so that's where it comes from. Kind of okay. fun, kind of cool. And it was about nine years after uh, the publication of this book that Bender's original of like nine years after uh, Bender's original encounter, rather, uh, that he wrote a book. Bender wrote a book uh, entitled "Flying Saucers and the Three Men." And in this book, uh, it depicted a sort of extended version of Bender's original story, right? So he got a little artistically, uh, he took some jumps, right? Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to do that every now and again, you know? No, you have to. In this book, uh, Bender claims that three men surrounded him uh, and caused him to go unconscious with the mere touch of his hand. So he's he's passed out already, a crazy different story, but... He apparently passed out after he touched his hand. And it was then that Bender claims he woke up in an underground alien base in Antarctica. uh, Where the uh, men in black told him that they were not human at all. 
In fact, they were alien beings who had stolen bodies from Earthlings. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, yeah, body snatchers. So they went on to explain that though Earth is a terrible, primitive, and disgusting planet just so bad, uh, they had come to Earth because they could use the seawater as a power source. That's nice. Isn't that nice? At least somebody... Fi- you know what, though? The thing that I don't want to believe is if they, if you really think that we're that shitty of a place, right? You think you'd want to help us out a little bit and maybe make us nicer? Why couldn't you share your technology for seawater with us, you know? That's maybe that's all we what got. they're doing. Well, we're just kind of a gas station for them. Fuck, it, it sounds like we're just a gas station. And they're the shitty customer that comes in and doesn't smile and, like, have a nice one when you say, have a good day, sir. Like, they're just like, yeah. It's like, oh, you're a douchebag customer. That's what I was talking about earlier, service industry, right when they leave. It's like, fuck that guy. Yeah. You just, like, you, you picture killing them. With the products they just bought. I don't like this. I don't like these guys at yeah. all. Yeah, But anyway, yeah, so they were just like, yeah, the fucking, the, the ocean is our fuel. We use it as a power source. And uh, that we were one of the many planets with this valuable resource. So they were just like, yeah, other places have oceans too. So that's new info. So why don't for me you at go least. there, jerks? Well, you know, they're few and far between, I'd assume. But it was at this point that the men in black showed their true form. And I think you know where this one's going, Grant. Mm-hmm. You know exactly where this one's going because when they showed their true form, what did they turn into but the infamous Flatwoods monster? Yep. It's funny because literally as soon as we started doing the research for this episode, I was like, I just talked about this. And no, it just ties in so And I was like, I can't believe, like, it was pissing me off that I couldn't remember where I heard that. And then I was like, God damn it. Like, God damn it. <laughs> if we just decided to do Men in Black, we were just like, you know, we were both thinking that. Like, call me it's, out. It's the universe guiding us, guiding our episodes. That, that and you perfect. out there, the listener. That was perfect when that happened. It was I, good. I'll never forget that it was Albert Bender now, you know? Yeah, Bender, Futurama. I don't know how you... I Flatwoods mean, Monster. If I saw that, I'd be like, man... You guys are real jerks. But here's my bigger question. <laughs> you guys are just the worst kind of person. Then that raises a bigger question. This might be more about the Flatwoods monster than anything. What was he doing in uh, West Virginia? There's, there's no ocean out there. It's it's not even that close. No, see, uh, remember, he, he, he passed out because they made him pass out by touching his hand. Then he was in an underground bunker in Antarctica. No, I know, but I'm saying, like, at least that makes sense. Antarctica is surrounded by seawater. That'd yeah. be a, a feasible place. But the the Flatwoods monster crash-landed in Virginia. What was he doing? Like, he was so far from a gas station. You know, like, he, he did he try to cut through and he ran oh, we'll out? Get, we'll get into to West Virginia uh, later on. Oh! Oh, we'll get into it. Dude, that state is so fucking creepy it's for some reason. fucked. Like, but, what's going on down there? <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll, what's up we'll, with you guys? We'll fucking get into it. But, uh, yeah, after the Men in Black showed their true form, uh, they basically said, uh, you know, we, we've said, chosen stab, you. They said, stab, kill, kill, yeah. It's like, you know, we're going to tell you all this stuff, but you can't tell anyone. And even if you think of telling anyone, we're going to give you migraines. And if you do tell anyone, we're going to make everything so bad for you. That's basically what they said. And then uh, Bender was sent back to his attic. <laughs> that's the end of the story man they didn't even give him like a vacation <laughs> no, he just, he to went like back. take it all in yeah yeah um see that's the yeah. one thing if these if these men in black had ever seen the film men in black they'd know that they have a technology that can make you forget everything so they wouldn't even have to do all this rigmarole. Oh, yeah. they could just 
goodbye, and yeah. that's it. You're done. You're yeah, the Men in Black movies are basically just the 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 job tutorial. In a way, yeah, but they, I, I guess these guys don't have the forget button. They they just aren't issued that yet. Man, I wish I had a forget button. They haven't earned their stripes yet. You got to earn the stripes. But that was basically Bender's story. Um, but from here, like obviously that last thing that we, I just said, that last story, that was that was his account of it nine years after the original story. So there was, who knows? Mm, who knows oh, yeah. if that's actually what happened? Maybe it was something repressed. But things have gotten weirder with like the sightings and descriptions of Men in Black as they started to appear after this. Uh, some descriptions of the Men in Black in other cases. Uh, to follow this, uh, they've only grown in general creepiness. This, uh, these men have been described to often appear in groups of two or three. They are exactly identical to one another. They have pale white skin with no variation in hue. It's just one solid color. There's no like skin variation, you know, like rosy cheeks, uh, uh, bad blood flow. It's all the same. So uh, they have no varying hue. They seemingly have painted on features like lips and eyebrows. They have, they're like semi-robotic in their stiffness. Uh, they appear to not really have bones, but rather they're, they, they're made of some sort of organic material that can bend and flex at will. It's super weird because before it's just like, oh, these dudes in black suits, whatever. But now it's like they're, they're becoming like otherworldly like entities like dressed up as government officials yeah it's strange it's very weird um there have been cases where the men in black have merely like placed their hands onto surfaces such as like file cabinets or tables and left like indentations of their hands on the furniture just from like bracing themselves from falling over or something uh, there have also been cases of just ultimately strange behavior, like Men in Black asking like a series of questions, like very personal questions, followed by like simple questions, like "What is that?" When like referring to a door, there's like "What? Yeah. What is that?" It's like you're in my house. How'd you get in here without knowing what that is? One of my personal favorite stories of this exact thing is uh, there was an older woman. Uh, I believe this was in the UK, actually, which makes it even funnier to me for some reason. <laughs> Just the accents. Um, but yeah, she was visited by these men in black, and they came back multiple times to have conversations with her. And on one of the times that they showed up, she like they were sitting at this table, and she brought out Jello to like give them Jello. Nice. And they didn't know how to eat the Jello. Like they, she like <laughs> described. I I read the, it was on that uh, the mysterious universe dot org or dot com. One of the, I, it, one of those news websites, and uh, it was just the funniest story because she was like, they just didn't know what to do, and this woman had to explain and show them how to eat Jello <laughs> because they just were like looking at it like. Do we drink it? Do we like? Do, what do we do with this substance? It's like it's just Jello. You just, you just mash it. it with your hands. And it's, they were just uh, like, like I remember she said the, uh, one of them was like poking it, just kind of like poking at it like a kid, yeah. like, huh, what's That's this? Super weird. And then the other one was just like inspecting it, like as she said, he like got down to like inspect it and like look at the bowl. <laughs> it's like, Let me get down to the Jello's level. Yeah, let's, let's see what it's like in and their so eyes. These, they sometimes they have some weird quirks about them, dude. There's, there's, there was this one woman who claimed that the men in black showed up at her door saying that they needed to take a pill and then asked for salt. 
And so I need to take a pill. Like, Do you have salt? And <laughs> the woman gave the men in black handfuls of salt. And then they swallowed all the salt with a pill. And that was it. <laughs> like that that's was, not. That was what happened. <laughs> and then not, they just left. That's not how you take there, pills. There was a man who was visited by the men in black. It was three of them specifically. And while they were in his house, like questioning him, because he was talking about, um, he was like involved in UFO disclosure and that kind of thing. But they went into his house and they found a bottle of Clorox bleach uh-huh. in there. And uh, after asking him what it was, he was like, yeah, it's like a powerful disinfectant. They, uh, <laughs> they like, took turns, like, just chugging it. They just took, like, multiple gulps, passed it to the next one, took multiple gulps until it was empty, and then they immediately left. These guys are weird. I don't know why. <laughs> there was another woman. <laughs> These guys are strange, <laughs> There man. was a woman who was in a, uh, in, like, a, she was a reporter, and uh, she, like, had men in black coming into her office. And they seemed to be, like, great. It was one specifically that was, like, greatly interested in this pen. He was, like, picking it up and, like, dropping it and, like, clicking it and like shit. Like Jerry Seinfeld with that space pen? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but she she was eventually like, all right, I have to get work done. Like, you can have that pen. <laughs> and right when she said he could keep it, the guy let out this, like, crazy loud screeching, like, happy noise. And he just... <laughs> And he just ran out the door. <laughs> He's so, like shelled. She like just gave him a pen, theory. and he just like freaked out from joy. They're super weird, dude. But like, do you want me, you want me to get into the Mothman aspect of all this? Absolutely, absolutely. Because get that's where it. some of the strangest accounts of Men in Black come from. Let's let's get down and dirty. And uh, so yeah, all right. Some of the strangest accounts uh, of the Men in Black took place in none other than Point Pleasant, West Virginia, immediately following. The first sightings of the Mothman in 1966. Ooh. So, uh, around the same time that the first sightings of the Mothman began, uh, and like you know, they started to gain notoriety, uh, there were also large numbers of UFO sightings happening in the town as well. Like every night, uh-huh. multiple people seeing these things. So, in a sense, the entire town began experiencing like highly strange and paranormal phenomena, like all at once, starting with the Mothman and seeming. To end with the men in black creating just general confusion and chaos because they weren't fucking insane. All right, so the town seemed to have been swarmed with men in black at this time. And according to many accounts, they seemed to have taken on like a bit of a different look. So they, they had sort of like uh, different colored suits. They appeared more tan. They, uh, they took on like uh, facial like Asian features. Really weird. They just like completely changed but their M.O., was pretty much ultimately the same. It was very strange. Uh, so a local reporter um, named Mary Heyer had a great hand in reporting like paranormal activity for the town. And she was visited by Men in Black who asked her what she would do if someone ordered her to stop reporting on the paranormal. So this was their question. What would you, what would you do, I guess? Well, you know what? what would, you, would you just be like... Don't ask me that question again. <laughs> what do you think Mary said? What do you think Mary Mary responded with? Probably like, I would die. That's my guess. No, she just said go to hell. <laughs> she okay. was like, I would tell them to go to hell. That makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, Mary responded that she would say, go to hell. And then the men in black, they just left. But later on, like later in the week or some shit, 
Uh, Mary was hosting a small party at her house when a uh, man in black showed up. The one that was one of the guys that like showed up at her office. Mm-hmm. He showed up with like a handheld tape recorder and just made his way into the party and started asking guests while holding a microphone in front of him. Just like, hey, uh, what do you think Mary would do if someone ordered her to stop talking about UFOs? Like, what so you, he, you're he really just, killing the buzz, like, man. It's like, what, would, what do you think Mary would do? And he also, like, another thing that he kept saying while he was doing this was, they are not hostile. They're not hostile. They're, they're not hostile. I, like, I, he would just, I am them. It's he, fine. No reference that. to anything. He just said, uh, they're not hostile. Trust me, I would and, know. I mean, it's no, fucking weird, dude. Mary told me that. I don't know what you're talking about. And that was you can't. That was just Mary's accounts, dude. And they were just random ass people. Like this one dude, he had like a uh, very. Uh, he had two guys that were like staring at him from across the street, just grinning like huge grins. And then when he looked at them, they like seemed to try to walk away, but they like were too confused to walk away. Like they didn't understand the concept of walking. I get that. Like, it, it's super weird. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> Fuck you, Trust man. me, I get that. <laughs> but, uh, but no, so yeah, it, it's fucking weird shit. One of the strangest parts of the story that I told you about Mary, uh, Mary, Mary Heyer and that, uh, that guy coming into her house asking all these questions, saying all these crazy things, the recorder wasn't uh, on. Because he, <laughs> he didn't know how to use it. <laughs> he just, like, had it. It, it was fucking weird, but uh, good for him. he was trying so hard that day. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if the Men in Black give bonuses based on job performance, even though he dropped the ball there without recording, he definitely got that bonus. He was like, you know what? I'm here. I'm doing it, dude. <laughs> there's like a bunch of examples of Men in Black, like especially in Point Pleasant at this time, seeming to like mimic what they thought was like official looking work with like tools and shit. I guess he just to try has a to hammer. Like, he yeah, shows like, up. He's just hammering nothing. He's like, "You see what I'm doing here? I'm looking for studs. I'm so, working. What? I'm working. <laughs> but, like, I'm a journalist." As he's just holding a jackhammer. <laughs> Can I take your story? It's like, uh, what? It's crazy, dude. There was another example of it. Like, probably the main example of this was there was a man that claimed to um, have seen a UFO. Right as he was driving to work one day, he was like, "What the fuck?" Like a week later. He saw two men in black standing in a field uh, holding, like, just an inconspicuous box with a dial. And the other one was holding, the, like, some coiled wires that were coming out of it. And they were just standing there. But they were standing directly below where the UFO was seen by him a week later, a week earlier. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what the fuck is that? But they're not doing anything. It's just a box and they're holding wire. They're just standing in a field. They just have suits on. Like, it's That's just super surreal, weird-ass shit. But, um, yeah, so he thought it was strange, you know. It was fucking weird. But perhaps one of the most alarming, but probably the most hilarious encounter uh, with the Men in Black at this time was ex- the experience of Mrs. Marcella Bennett. Ooh. Right? So she had previously encountered uh, both the Mothman and the Men in Black before this happened. So she was getting, you know, put through the ringer. Uh, she claimed that one night while driving, she experienced a man in a red Ford Galaxy chasing her and trying to force her off the road. Not good. Kind of scary, right? 
But upon seeing the man during all this mayhem, uh, Marcella claims that the man was wearing a black suit, very tan, had Asian features. He was basically a, a man in black, all the, the telltale signs. But he was also wearing a large red clown wig. Nice. Nice. <laughs> what a great addition. So isn't, that, isn't that just fun? What a great addition. Just trying to run you off the road in the middle of the night. I can't I can't get that image out of my head. I Mitch really is dying over here, dude. <laughs> yeah, that one really got you, Mitch. That one really is. So uh, this guy in a clown wig. Yeah, this guy in a suit. clown suit. <laughs> but he's in <laughs> like a, a regular ma- suit. Yeah, and he's, he's not in like the regular black Lincoln. He's not in the regular black Lincoln. He's in a, a red Ford Galaxy <laughs> wearing a red clown wig trying to force his woman He's in a rope. Ford Fiesta <laughs> driving 37 miles an hour with a clown wig on. No, I thought that was that was my favorite story I, I came across. But oh, meanwhile, that, dude, that wasn't even the end of the craziness in fucking uh, uh, Point Pleasant. Meanwhile, <laughs> there were multiple limousines full of men in black just going door to door pretending to be census workers. And all of them were specifically interested in the children of the households asking about their like heights, weights, dimensions, and their habits and shit. It was that car. <laughs> That's crazy. We get uh, somebody... If anybody out there has any artistic ability, could you please draw us or make like a small graphic of that image of a man in black with a clown wig on driving trying a car, to run someone off the road, like just <laughs> furiously driving this car? Oh, yeah. Uh, if you could do that, definitely let us know. That'd be so. cool. That would be amazing. I would love you guys forever for that. But yeah. But no. uh, oh man. But yeah. So that happened. <laughs> and then meanwhile, there was just a shit ton of men in black pretending to be census workers uh, going around asking way too many uh, questions about the children of the household. Like, uh, we they're, just did the census two months ago. They were ago. asking about like, heights, weights, dimensions, habits. It was crazy. And people were like, "This, you're, you don't work for the census, What would you? your son weigh if he was on the moon? <laughs> I don't know, it Seems sir. like you would know that, Moon Man. I don't know why the Census Bureau needs that information. He's like, it's very important that we have all of the information about your son's weight, height, dislikes, likes, and if he's allergic to space <laughs> like, drugs. Why don't you stay away from my son? How about it's that? Like, why, don't you get, yeah, why don't you get out of here? Can, can you leave? Can you just get out so of here? Here's some salt. Go take a pill. Oh, so I have a couple, uh, I have a little, not darker, but a little bit sadder uh, stories here. Nothing like a red clown wig? No, that's just funny as hell. Right. I can't say that these aren't entertaining, but they, they're not as, as uh, funny. So the one that, I, that really stuck out to me, it was a short one, this Dr. Herbert Hopkins, okay? And so he was working as a consultant on a UFO case in the state of Maine. So we're moving from West Virginia. We're going to a new location. Uh, while he was doing this, I, he received a phone call, and um, it, the guy on the phone said that he was an activist in the UFO community, and he was like, you know, I really want to talk to you. I want to, like, get some information, and, like, I had something to tell you. But what makes this story even weirder is the guy essentially asked, he's like, is it okay if I come to your house? And uh, Herbert, Herbert, what a name, He's on the phone, he's like, yeah, sure, that's fine. So he goes to unlock the door, but he notices that 
the guy's already walking up his driveway while he's on the phone with him. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's already coming up to the door, so he's like, oh. And this was before the age of cell phones, before the age of car phones, right? Yeah, Maybe? this was early. This was early. Well, it was in, like, the 70s, so this was, oh, like. Oh, never mind. Well, you might have got prototype but... car phones, but they were not popular by any means. But still, point. like, you're not, there's no, like, phone booths around. Like, the, it's no. not normal. Um, so the guy comes in, he's really pale, he's really sickly looking, black suit, tie, hat, shoes, underwear, I'm assuming, he's got it all, and, uh, his dog starts freaking the fuck out, okay, his dog is going nuts. You gotta understand that, you know, not, dogs, sometimes they just, they miss, you know, I mean, every dog barks at everything, so, not everything's Uh, evil. Yeah, yeah. But in this instance, it was enough to make Herbert question, like, This is strange. So the guy, you know, he asked his questions, and then essentially he said, I need you to not talk about this anymore. And he's like, well, why is that? Like, why why is that? Um, And the guy doesn't really give him a reason, and he says, you have two coins in your pocket. Uh, Herbert did have two coins in his pocket, so he was like, "Uh, yeah. Okay, lucky guess, you know. Yeah, that's weird. I do have that. And he's like, take one of them out. So he pulls the coin out, and he's holding it, and the guy's like, all right, take a look at this. The coin turns silver, then it turns blue, and then it just completely disappears. It just dematerializes (laughs) in this guy's hand. This is some next-level magic trick. All right, so it just completely just disappears. It's gone. And then this guy, this is some balls. This is some shit out of a movie. He looks at him without saying anything, and he's like, have you heard of Barney Hill episode we've done before? Yeah, Betty and yeah Barney go back Hill. and look at that. And the guy's like, well, yeah, of course I have. I'm a UFO investigator. And he looks at him, and he's like, Barney Hill doesn't have a heart, just like you don't have a coin. And this is right Holy after shit. this is right after Barney Hill dies. Like this is recent news. He's dead. He's dead. You met him black disintegrated his heart? That is... What is supposedly being said here. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, the guy threatens him by essentially saying, you know this guy you know all about? Well, he's dead, just like I took that penny from you, bitch. So he leaves with... uh, uh, This guy actually lost money on this visit. He Uh, he very much did, yeah. It was only a a fraction, but that is is what happened. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we're. I just want to touch on this briefly. The Maury, Maury, like Maury Povich. Oh yeah. The Maury Island incident. Uh, it, it's a big story in the Men in Black community, if you will. But essentially, this uh, father and son, uh, Harold Dahl and his son, they were just out hanging out. They were salvaging logs on a fishing boat when they saw six donut-shaped UFOs flying in the air. Donut shaped, huh? Yeah. Like there was nothing in the center? Uh, well, no, it was just empty. It just was just donut like circular. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what happened was these crafts dumped a bunch of boiling waste into the lake. So a bunch of shit came out, not like poop. Well, like, I, that's what exactly what I thought it was just boiling poop. Uh, you said not, boiling waste? Th- we're referring to it as waste. We don't really know what it was. Some type of boiling residue comes out <laughs> of the ship. I hope it was poop. Um, It killed his dog, and it maimed his son. This what? Liquid. <laughs> That's, what? Yeah. 
So a couple of days later, he's telling everybody about this, right? He's like, you're not going to believe this. Like, this thing dumped shit out of the sky and it killed Should my got dog. burned from fucking alien poop. Like, my dog's dead. Um, and then this is when a man in black comes to talk to Mr. Harold Dahl, okay? So he's getting the what's it, and the guy says that he is part of a Air Force operation, okay? Uh, interestingly enough, this would prove to be a very real thing later in life. Okay. But he's an Air Force agent who was sent out here to gather information on Dahl's story. So he takes all the information, does all this. The interesting thing about this story, okay, mm. the government actually investigated this case. There's declassified documents out there that exist that talk about the Maury Island incident and what was dropped and what was dumped and who was involved. Um, but what you run into here is Harold Dahl came out and said that this was a hoax. He made it all up, right? But then years later he came out and said that under duress, he was forced to admit that it was a hoax. You have to deal with a lot of this in this world. Because... Yeah, a lot of back and forth, a lot of people changing their minds, seemingly. Yeah. But you, you have to understand that's just par for the course with the supernatural. Yeah, you know? that's the thing about the men in black. They muddy up stories that make them less believable. When they show up, they they more or less make the story about them. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than the thing that happened. Yeah. It's strange. Um, I I have a correction to make. I have a correction. I'm See, glad here in I, real time was what we're talking I'm about. I'm glad I caught this because I had my stories backwards, so I apologize. The names of the agents were not part of Albert Bender's story. They were this story that I'm going to tell you Nine now. and 11. I apologize. <laughs> okay. I apologize. I was going to say, because that... It was how not, could I miss that? Yeah, it was not his story. It was... Believe it or not, it was... I, it was a picture that I would like to... I'll post to the Instagram, because it's a famous alien-slash-UFO-slash-something story. Um, for those of you out there that are familiar with the Jim Templeton photo... It's that picture of the little girl sitting in the grass, and then there's, like, that guy in the spacesuit behind him. And, uh, but yeah, behind her, like, just kind of looking off into the distance. And the way the story goes is that no one saw that this guy was there until the photos were developed, and it was, like, fun. this is, like, a real picture. Yeah. It's weird. Um, so this is when number nine and number 11 came to his house, right? And they wanted the pictures, and they were like, give me the pictures. And he was like, I don't have them. Like, I, we got them developed, and then we, like, sent them out because, like, this was a weird thing. Like, people yeah. know the story. And they're like, well, fine. Tell me who was in that picture. Like, who was that man? And he was like, I don't know who that man is. That's why this is such a crazy story. Yeah, it's like, don't you get it? And they stormed out, and he actually never saw them again. Hmm. Interestingly, it's not like a great story. didn't understand the concept of media. But I do, like... I do like the uh, the story. Uh, the last one I'll bring up is uh, the Big Papa, Dan Aykroyd. Oh, yeah, dude. So, Dan Aykroyd. Crystal Skull Vodka. I'll tell you this. I don't I don't particularly know if it's a men in black situation, but it's something kind of on par with that. Yeah. Um, so, for those of you that don't know, Dan Aykroyd is huge into the world of UFOs and extraterrestrials. He was, and I don't believe he is now, but I could be wrong. But I know at one point in time he was the face of MUFON, the or he was the celebrity head spokesperson. Yeah, the Mutual UFO uh, Network. Yeah, he uh, so he was big in MUFON and things like that. And in two thousand and two, he was filming a t- 
television show about the par- about the extraterrestrial slash paranormal. Yeah. Just a little thing, a little fun thing. And he was also working on a sort of what would be like a documentary slash drama documentary. Yeah, sort about- of like a disclosure sort of thing. Yeah, a disclosure TV type of thing. It was one of those stories. And so he's on set. And this is this has no relative information to the story. It just adds to what happened. Yeah. He gets a call from Britney Spears. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Strange as it is, he's Dan Aykroyd, all right? They all kind of know each other. He steps outside because he's like, well, let me go take this phone call. So he steps outside, and he's on the phone. And while he's on the phone, he's kind of just glancing around. And he sees that there is this black SUV with dark, tinted-out windows, like, right across from him. And he kind of doesn't pay any mind. It's like, you know, whatever. Like, there's weird like, people fuck around. fuck it, it's a city. And then he sees this guy, this man in, man in black, kind of walk past the car and just give him a very, very dirty look. Just a really dirty look. Like like a weird one of those you see it, you're like, I think that guy's like got it out for no, me. No, it's classic stink guy. Um, and he doesn't really know what to do, so he kind of just does a double take of like, what the fuck? And... Before he can even register what he's looking at, the car is gone. Like, it's just gone. Out of sight. It's not there. Really wouldn't have the time to drive away that fast. It's just gone. Okay? Yeah. Uh, weird As weird as it is, within two hours and no heads up or no information, his television show that is about extraterrestrials and investigating into the extraterrestrial life is canceled with no warning and no explanation. Yeah, and this was after it was, like, okayed. Like, oh, yeah. he was on set, like, they were making it, yeah. and then they just pulled it out yeah, right they, after that happened. They pulled the rug right out from under him within two hours of him seeing this being-slash-creature. Yeah, and there's some great interviews with Dan Aykroyd about, like, other, like, he's seen UFOs. Oh, yeah. Like, him and his wife, they both, like, claim to have seen UFOs and shit. Mm-hmm. He's all, like, really big into the paranormal, too. Like, apparently that's a big reason why he made Ghostbusters, is to kind of introduce a lot of those words into, like, the national lexicon. Yeah, same like, with Coneheads. So, yeah. I thought that was a joke. That was real. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ectoplasm. Everyone knows kind of what it is now, you know? I thanks, know what thanks, it is. Thanks, Dan Aykroyd. Oh, Mitch, you're chiming in here. I like this. Tap it in. So, I just think it's so funny. With all these stories of the men in black, how buffoonish they seem when, you know, we, you know, people who are into aliens and UFOs, we always assume that, oh, they're so intelligent, but it's like you can't even understand us. And I understand this is like back in the 50s and the 60s where, you know, I'm I'm just assuming, you you know, aliens could probably you know, check in on us, you know, figure out how to use the internet or something, figure out more about us. But, you know, it's just funny, all these stories, how buffoonish they seem. So, like, oh, this is how humans act. This is what humans act. He's like, like, oh, you guys like hair, right? I found this wig. <laughs> like, oh, people wear pants? I need to find the biggest pair of pants I can find. Like, they're just super weird. And like I said, like, they had, like, painted on features. They're like, they're like, oh, lips are a different tone than the rest of the skin. Let me just paint it bright red. Like, let me just you know, see what like happens it's, it's here. super weird. But let me... I want. I do have to throw this in here. Only because I think it's right and just. And, and for both sides. Edward Snowden. Let's talk about him for a minute, okay? Ah, uh, yes. Edward Snowden, the majestic man 
who I will always say is a hero and not a treasonous monster, as some like to say, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, he's just in Russia. Edward Snowden. He released a bunch of information about the government, secret documents, things of that nature, just in case he didn't know that. He is a whistleblower, arguably the biggest whistleblower we've ever had. I mean, you could say there's been more well-known ones, but he gave the most information that's ever existed. Um, So he's definitely up there. Um, But a lot of it came out that there are government programs in place to purposely lie about these exact instances to keep people interested in the idea of extraterrestrials. Now, you might be saying, why would that make any sense? You gotta hear me out. It every good story every good story out there has truth in it. Most stories have lies in them. So what they're doing with this is essentially they're feeding you little bits of truth sprinkled in with a lot of lies. That way, when you try to turn around and ask questions, you sound crazy. Everything is made up. It doesn't make any sense. It's just all a lie. You might know a little bit of the truth, but you don't know all of it. Okay? So it's slow disclosure integrated with all these fake things. So even the people that know it and believe it still, just, still just come off insane. Even Yeah, if there's any disclosure from anyone who actually knows these things to be true, people just associate it with, like, crackpots. Exactly. Now you might be wondering, how does all of this work? Well, it turns out that upon that, we also learned that there is something called the OSI, which is a Department of the Air Force, and it's a special investigation unit that deals with a lot of these things in particular. Now, I'm not saying this does not answer for every Men in Black story, but it accounts for some of them, as some of these OSI agents typically do wear black suits and black hats, and their sole job is to gather information on strange aerial phenomena that happens throughout the world. That is what they're designed to do. Mm -hmm. So, I'm in no way discrediting Men in Black, because I truly believe that there's some merit to that idea. I just felt that it was important to bring up the Edward Snowden slash OSI information. No, yeah, I mean... Just so you guys can form your own opinion based on what's out there, you things know? Things could be real, things could not be real. All I know is there are a lot of fucking very strange and individual accounts of men in black showing up to people's houses, acting weird as shit. And, dude, as the stories went on, like I said earlier, like, they started getting crazier, but, like, even the way they looked, they looked, like, gaunt and, like weird shaped heads like super weirdly shaped heads extra like long fingers they just they they became more just like entities than anything else mm-hmm. as like stories go on but i don't know it's very strange and like there there is i have heard an idea that um that men in black could be tulpas from albert bender very and, like, well. his original story that, like, amped itself up and then people kind of grabbed a hold of it and, like, went on with it. Now it's a real thing in life. Maybe that's why some of the buffoonery that Mitch was talking about, like, came to be. But I don't know, man. It's super weird. Men in Black, they're out there. I think they're out there. I definitely think that they are as well. Um, It just makes sense. I don't necessarily think they're aliens or anything, but... I mean, if you want to get practical, maybe the very people that they send out to investigate are people like Albert Bender who dedicate their life to being strange and weird 
And maybe they're just awkward, weird people. Yeah, like that guy with the pen? Are you fucking kidding me? I've made some weird noises before when I'm happier, just doing nothing. Not usually around strangers when it's just you, though. Yeah. I've done things (laughs) like that just for fun. Like, Grant, I have a sticker for you. It's like, ah! Yeah. That's how I react. That's how you would react. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, you know, it's all up for you guys to decide. I think... I think it's plausible. I really do. I think it's very plausible. Uh, I think it's very strange. I kind of want to meet one. I don't necessarily think it's like otherworldly. Why not? But maybe it is. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. People, there's a theory that like they're time cops. Timekeepers. Timekeepers. Oh my God, that goes back to Bender. Jesus Christ. That's why they appeared to him, because he wasn't doing his job right. He was obsessed with time. They're like, you're so dedicated to our whole shit. Oh God, that's awesome. Interesting. Dude, it's like, I think the uh, the Mandela effect plays into it. Like when the men in black fail at their missions to like solving time crimes, they're just like, yeah, that's when the Mandela effect happens. Like Berenstein Bears and... Stain bears. Dude, speaking of the Mandela effect, I've been having a great time with these like memes that are like they're just projecting the Mandela effect even further, and they're just lying. Like I saw one today, and it was like the world was shocked when Kurt Cobain accepted his Musician of the Year award in 2012, and everyone's like, "He's been dead," and then all the comments <laughs> are like, "No, he isn't. He just won this award." You idiot. They're just perpetuating and, it, <laughs> and they just like make like they make sure. I saw one. It was like Amelia Earhart granted the war medal in 1993. It's like what? Stephen Hawking is walking again. And yeah, like I just love it. Like just, they're doing these like fake Mandela posts Damn. that are great. Jesus. But with all that being yeah, said, yeah, Men in Black—they're a crazy subject. That is our episode. Yeah. We love you all. Thank that's you true. for listening and tuning in. Because we're start, we are starting a call. This Grant Jake Mitch was here. Tell your friends about us. Let them know about the ride. Oh, I do want to plug this. I, I have really no reason to plug it other than I'm just like I like people that try things. Okay. And there are these kids that uh, went to the same school that we did that made a movie and put it oh, on YouTube. Oh, it was YouTube. awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. It's surprisingly good for what it is. It's not the greatest. I'll tell you that. But I'd it's say, all right. Dude, the story is very enthralling. No, it is. It's it, very good. It's definitely a fun ride. It's called The, the Town, Town of, of Vile. Vile. And it is on YouTube. You can look that up. Um, give it a watch. Uh, and if give it you a whirl. And I'll, you know, if you watch it, Comment on the YouTube, right? And tell them how you got there. Tell them that you got there from this show. And just let them know that they have a fan in us because we're fans of them now. Yeah. Also, uh, if anyone can get a hold of O.J. Simpson, we're still waiting on his email. That we are. We're looking to get into contact with O.J. But in any case. But um, we will see you guys next yeah. Friday with a hot new episode right from our butts to your face. And it's it'll be true. perfect. Farting. We will um, give you a hot golden shower of knowledge. Smell like sulfur. Yes. Everyone's going to disappear. But uh, we are starting a cult. Just follow us on all the shit. We got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and there's a link below to our Patreon. We're on YouTube as well. Go subscribe. Uh, but the Patreon is the most important. There's some new episodes on there every two weeks of me and Grant just kind of bullshitting, and it's great. It's a fun time. You might get a shirt. Oh, you Okay, will. there's you merch. Might, you might, might not. You might will. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> fucking 
Jesus, man. But you might <laughs> what will. What the hell was that? <laughs> you might will get a shirt, all right? That's all. Oh, uh, yeah, language about. means nothing. I forgot. You might will. And, you uh, might will, oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, get back to us on uh, that potential drawing or graphic of the men in black in a clown wig driving a car. Yeah. Because I'll tell you Red this. Ford if, Galaxy. I will say this. If, you, if, if I can get a really good drawing of that, I will get that tattooed on my body. Like, that is a hilarious image. That Draw I it on a big piece of paper. It'll be the full size. I will tattoo that on my body for certain. Like, that is a really cool tattoo <laughs> idea. I don't know why. It's Please just hilarious. Please, somebody do this. I have to have this be real. Really make them oh look alien, God. though. Like, just really make it look alien. I want it to look hilarious. Oh, God. But, yeah, so we'll be back next Friday. It's true. And this coming Tuesday on Patreon. Yes, that we are. All right, so, guys. We yeah, love we love you. you. We are starting a cold goodbye. Bye. 